I'm Karen Morgan, and this is the Purple Bike Podcast. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about 1981. In 1981, I was in the 11th grade. I was a junior in high school, just still trying to figure it all out. But I had finally gotten my braces off, and I could now smile in school photos. I also learned how to use a curling iron that year. My first curling iron was a Clairol Crazy Curl Hot Steam Curling Iron. You put water in them, and then they heat it up, and then it shot steam into your hair. And it also burned the side of your neck. In 1981, the first Longhorn Steakhouse opened in Atlanta, and the grill opened in Athens. I blamed my freshman 15 on their milkshakes. Herschel Walker made it onto the cover of Sports Illustrated that year. And nature boy Ric Flair defeated Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. There were some very big weddings in 1981. On July 29th, Lady Diana Spencer married Prince Charles at St. Paul's Cathedral in London. 750 million people watched it on TV, including me. I got up at 5 a.m. and I watched it in my pajamas. Somebody had told my mom that I looked like Lady Diana. I think it was just the haircut, so I got up early to see what it was all about. It was certainly tragic what eventually came to pass with her, but the wedding itself that day was magical, particularly if you're a 17-year-old girl sitting on your couch in America at 5 a.m. The other big wedding that happened in 1981 took place on November 16th when Luke and Laura got married on General Hospital. 30 million people watched it on television. Don't you have jobs? Come on. Okay, I will admit I was one of those people. Luke and Laura's wedding is still the highest rated hour in daytime television history. Now, unfortunately, Dr. Noah Drake could not attend the wedding because he had surgery that day. I actually Googled that to find out if he was at the wedding and someone wrote that. Someone knew he wasn't there. But I think it was because he was too busy recording Jesse's Girl, which leads us to the songs of 1981. Jesse is a friend in addition to playing Dr. Noah Drake on General Hospital, Rick Springfield also released the song Jesse's Girl, which made it to number one in August of that year. The number one song for the whole year was Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. But I remember that that was the first year I kind of noticed the police for the first time. That was the year their Ghost in the Machine album came out and the single Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic was played over and over and over in my car. In 1981, there was a band out of Atlanta called The Producers that we all really liked. They had Van Temple on guitar, Kyle Anderson was on bass, Wayne Famous was on the keyboards, and Brian Holmes was on the drums. Now, the producers were a big hit at my high school, particularly on the girls' basketball team bus to games. And the producers eventually went more national, and they headlined MTV's Rockin' New Year's Eve. 1981 was also the year that Olivia Newton-John released her physical album, and her physical tour was my first big concert ever. I went to Atlanta to the Omni, where the world of Sid and Marty Croft had once been, and I still have my show poster booklet that I got that night, and I am still a hopelessly devoted Olivia Newton-John fan. See what I did there? In 1981, I was still in high school, but my brother was in college. So I may have gone to a few frat parties, and me and my friends may have illegally bought some beer on the way there. The drinking age back then was still 18, 
and we were 17, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. We would buy beer at the Golden Pantry, or we would go to Bubber's. Bubber's was a liquor store in Athens owned by a very nice guy named Bubber. Bubber had a speech impediment, but he also had a really good sense of humor. When he answered the phone, he would say to people, hey, how did you know it was me? I think my dad bought beer from Bubber when he was in college, so hey, it was just a family tradition. Bands and music at frat parties back then were very different from the music that we had on Top 40 Radio. But these bands and this music still have a really big impact on my memory of those years. We listened to bands like The Gap Band. And The Daz Band. Rick James, who in 1981 released Super Freak. We may technically have been too young to be at the frat parties and drinking this beer, but dancing to those songs and listening to that music are some of my best memories of 1981. We had some good movies in 1981. We had On Golden Pond, which now that I live in Maine is a little more special to me. We also had Chariots of Fire. We had Arthur and we had Bill Murray and Stripes. But the biggest hit of 1981 was Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, how can you go wrong with that movie? It was created by George Lucas, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Harrison Ford. We all loved it. We saw it multiple times, and we all wanted to be Karen Allen. Some of the TV shows that year were Hill Street Blues and Dynasty, which really perfected the giant shoulder pad dress look that we all loved so much in the 80s. We also had People's Court with Judge Wapner. But to me, the most important television event for 1981 was on August 1st. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. MTV Music Television aired for the first time. The very first music video that they played was by The Buggles. Now, when MTV first started, it was just music videos and some small news reports about music and the industry. They were introduced by VJs, who were video jockeys. The original five VJs were Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, J.J. Jackson, Martha Quinn, and Alan Hunter. Now, as the music video phenomenon took off, people started spending a lot of money on production making their music videos. There are a lot of famous movie directors like Spike Jones who started out as directors for music videos. MTV was a huge reason that artists like Madonna and Duran Duran and Prince had such a big boom to their careers in the 1980s. Their videos played in heavy rotation on MTV, and we watched them for hours and hours and hours. In the late 80s, MTV changed their programming to start doing a non-music video format, and that's when they kind of lost me. Maybe because I had outgrown the target demographic, I didn't want to watch the real world, or maybe, just maybe, 
movie, there was nothing better than watching Duran Duran sing Rio on the front of a boat. was a pretty good year for me. I was a junior in high school. We were starting to think about college and graduating the next year. I think we were all taking the SAT. Oh, so much fun. We were playing high school sports. We were listening to music. We were watching a lot of MTV, but mostly we were just trying to figure out who we were, which curling iron to use, which frosted eyeshadow to use, and how much, and how to erase the date on a temporary driver's license so that you could use it to buy beer at the Golden Pantry. Join me next time when we talk about 1982. When Michael Jackson came out with Thriller, there was a movie called E.T., and Athens Academy's class of 1982 graduated from high school. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.